Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Tango Banter. I'm Elizaveta, and today my guest is Danya Magid from Santa Barbara, California, who came to tango in her late 40s and has been an avid social dancer and an occasional performer for the past 13 years. In this episode, we banter about the advantages of starting tango later in life rather than earlier, as well as the realities of being an older dancer on the scene and how to deal with the inevitable ageism that plagues tango and life in general. We also talk about relationships to self and others and how tango pushes one to become more accepting of reality. Tanya and her husband Ilya have been dancing tango for over a decade and we dive into her story of how they met and how they navigate the world of social tango together. I hope you enjoy this banter and if you would like to come onto the banter sometime, please fill out the questionnaire that I have included the link to in the show notes below, and perhaps the stars will align and you'll find yourself in the banter with me. Now, without further ado, here is Tanya Maked. Uh, first of all, thank you for uh, inviting me. It's a big honor to have somebody who is interested to listen to you. You know, uh, we all love to talk about ourselves and not always we have an opportunity. And you're giving me, you're giving me <laughs> an opportunity not only to talk about myself, but also to talk about tango, which is my pet peeve. The minute I start talking about tango, everybody around me knows that. That's it. I don't stop. <laughs> I just keep <laughs> pushing and going and giving my ideas and my uh, describing my passion. Uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting. I never been a dancer, and I never had any experiences in expressing my uh, love uh, for music uh, through physical movement. Uh, so I I was listening to the music. I was watching a lot of ballet and figure skating as everybody else in Russia, uh, and I was a big professional in watching the uh, events and competitions and uh, I uh, but I never thought it never came to my mind that I can myself do something to express my love for this beautiful art form as dance and dance connected with the music I can express it myself through my body so I was just watching passively and uh, by the time I was uh, 47 years old, I think, I uh, went by chance, I went to travel with my friend, uh, to travel on a cruise ship uh, where we saw beautiful performance of um, a group, a little group of Argentinians, they called them Pampa Devils. They call themselves. Uh, they've been mostly folklore dancers, uh, but they also had a number performance with tango. And we loved mm -hmm. how it looked. We loved the music. We loved the whole energy. So uh, they had a little class afterward for everybody who wanted to participate. They've been teaching you to do eight steps to do the cross right from the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> And I was moving, no partner, of course. You just move by yourself, trying to repeat after the teacher. And I was thinking, oh my God, it's not that difficult. It's just, I can move with this music. It's easy. So we went to that guy and we asked him to give us a private class, me and my friend. And of course he was happy to do that. So that was the moment when I actually uh, found out something very interesting about myself. So I was, um, I came to the class uh, without expecting any miracles, uh, but also I am not a shy person. So I was, I was okay. He asked me, the guy asked me, um, his name was Pablo, I believe. He asked me, are you okay if I'm going to embrace you? And I said, yeah, go ahead. You're, you're gorgeous. <laughs> embrace me. <laughs> Who says, Who says no to, to this kind of man, you know, <laughs> asking, can I embrace you? And uh, so he said, don't worry about anything. I'm going to turn the music on. I'm going to embrace you. You can close your eyes and you just listen to the music and you 
kind of try to listen to me. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And that was the moment of the little miracle. Because suddenly I felt, I closed my eyes, I listened to the music, I listened to him, to his body, and suddenly I was dancing. I was dancing. I was stepping to the back, which is very unnatural, and dancing together with this mm -hmm. guy. I even understood which foot was supposed to go first and second. And, and that was it. I said, I'm sold. I, I'm going to learn how to do it. And Will wow. uh, went back. Uh, I lived at that time, I lived close to San Francisco in Marin County, north of San Francisco. And I uh, started my journey. But that's probably another story. Yeah. And so you, how many years have you been dancing uh, now? It's been 13 years. 13 years. I'm, wow. Yeah, I have big birthday It's coming. funny that you mention um, the connection with ice skating because I was also into watching ice skating. Uh, I remember when I was a teenager, when I was already in, these, in the States at that time, and I just started to have access to the internet. Like it was early, early internet days mm -hmm. for me. And one of the things I was obsessed about was finding photographs of ice skaters <laughs> in these poses. And I would print them out and collect them and arrange them. And I was just like so wow. into it. And I wonder whether you feel that there is some sort of a connection between watching tango and watching ice skating. Is, do you think that there is I, some sort I of... Think, um, uh, uh, you know, there is a very good saying that our eye is a muscle. So if you teach yourself to see beauty in any art form, you can train yourself to see beauty. To see, because what is beautiful? Beautiful is something harmonious, something that's pleasing to your eye. And you can train this quality. So I think it was great... Uh, um, adventure great great experience for all of us we only had two tv channels when i grew up there was no forget about internet so on these two tv channels mm -hmm. it was almost nothing to watch except sports competitions and for me and ballet classical ballet and figure skating and sometimes uh, the gymnastics that's it that was all that was interesting on that but it gave me this training. So I can see when I, when I was watching, for example, many years ago, 20 some years ago, I went in San Francisco and watched uh, Forever Tango. I saw mm -hmm. how beautiful it is. I could appreciate mm -hmm. the, uh, the uh, professionalism, the complexity, the beauty of the form, complete... Um, uh, harmony with the music, how they express the music through their bodies. I could see that. I could uh, mm -hmm. appreciate what I saw. And that's thanks to that uh, training of my eye, of my muscle. <laughs> yeah, So that's an interesting way of seeing that. Yeah. And uh, that was, uh, I don't know, um, sometimes uh, we don't know how it's gonna pay us later in life what we do in our childhood but it's so important to have the opportunities yeah that's true and that that show forever tango you know so many people i've talked to tell me that they started tango because of that or that it somehow influenced their interest in tango and maybe they picked it up later mm -hmm. and so i just keep hearing it mentioned what was it, to you so powerful uh, about it Besides it being musical, like it, it seems like it's there's something special it, about that it is. show, it's, which it aired. I mean, it happened in right. the 90s, right? It was a it, travel yeah. show yes, in the 90s. Yes, it was. Uh, what happened is it just, it, it just introduced you uh, to uh, this particular culture because I didn't know about that. So it was just an introduction. But it was not an incentive for me to go and learn it because it was like... It, it, like you go to Bolshoi theater to watch the ballet, you enjoy it, but it doesn't mean that it mm -hmm. will come to your mind, go and do that. You understand? That's completely mm -hmm. out of your 
Mm-hmm. So you saw this performance, and then it was years later that you went on this cruise and learned and, and had your first yeah. experience. So the seeds were planted <laughs> right. before. The, mu- the music was beautiful, <laughs> and I loved it. And that's a big, big thing, when you love the music. And then this idea came, yeah, yeah. you can express it. So I have to say that um, uh, the, the beginning was beautiful, but then, as uh, in every beginning, uh, then the uh, rocky part started. Uh, because when I came back and I started to look for classes and I found uh, classes and I signed up in San Francisco and then in Marin County and these first classes were horrible and because you hmm. what uh, so because people uh, it's a big class for beginners so you're a beginner your partner is a beginner and you just don't understand what's going on, where all this beauty is gone. <laughs> the blind, the, the blind the is blind. leading the blind. <laughs> there is no music, of course. I mean, there is music, but you are not with it. <laughs> and your yeah. partner is not with it. And you are not with your partner. And I mean, it was just this awkward, awkward feeling. And uh, not necessarily I actually loved to be embraced by these people. This was completely different embrace than Pablo's embrace on the ship. <laughs> so it was completely different feeling. And I thought to myself, hmm, maybe it's just better to watch. Just uh, mm. don't, don't even try to do that. So I went to a couple classes and um, I met a beautiful woman and great teacher her name is debbie goodwin she is still lives with her husband with john campbell they live in marine county and they still teach they have a studio there and she is great in many many aspects but uh she's a great psychologist also because i came to a couple of their classes and then i stopped but since we lived close by we met at some point by accident in Zumba classes. I was taking Zumba classes. (laughs) So we came to the same class and she said, why did you stop coming to learn tango? And I said, you know what? I'll tell you the truth. I don't like this whole thing of close embrace and somebody is breathing into your face and not necessarily I like this particular person and I have to be so close to him. And then it's just this whole idea of embrace and listening to your partner. I don't really buy it now. So it's easier for me to to dance by myself. Uh, I found this uh, Mm -hmm. Zumba classes, it's Latin music, so I can express whatever I want without a partner, without listening to uh, somebody else, what somebody else wants me to do. And she said, okay, I understand that, but I have a proposal for you. I think you have a potential and I'm preparing right now a performance, like this student, uh, student's uh, performance. And in this uh, play, we're going to have, it's going to be scripted and I'm going to do choreographed numbers for couples, but also I'm going to create a choreographed number for women only. Uh, And it's going to be just choreographed dance with tango music, no partner needed. You just dance with a Mm -hmm. group of women. (laughs) And I said, oh, really? That sounds interesting. And uh, she also told me, oh, you will have to dress up because the theme is going to be 20s, roaring 20s, you know. So you dress up in all this uh, beautiful clothes. You can change clothes a couple times. And I said, okay, that sounds interesting. But she said, there is one thing you have to do. Uh, for half a year, it's a commitment. So we're going to be uh, uh, rehearsing for half a year. And during that time, you have to come and take classes with me private classes and I'll give you very I'll give you a very good deal because <laughs> it's for half a year <laughs> but you come and take the but you right. come and take those classes and she's a great leader she's uh-huh. a great dancer herself and I started to go to her classes and for about four or five months I was going to her twice a week and it did happen you know how you go and you uh, little by little the uh, quantity becomes quality but sometimes it takes mm-hmm. such a long time that you lose perspective. You don't 
because you don't know what you're supposed to feel and how it's supposed to be, you kind of become so disappointed. Yeah, I'm learning, I'm training, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. But there is no satisfaction. I don't even know what, why am I doing it, what I'm learning for. Because these movements don't feel natural. They don't feel, uh, I don't feel beautiful. I don't feel that I'm dancing. But we kept, uh, because I made a commitment and I'm very disciplined like that. So, <laughs> so we get like a good like Russian. A good Russian exactly. <laughs> so I kept going. And we were, we were, we were learning yeah. choreography also with all these women. And I was taking classes with her. And then what happened? My friend, the one with whom we found tango, she calls me one day and she tells me, you know what? I'm flying to Buenos Aires. I already, I already rented an apartment there. And you want it or not, but you invite it. You can come and stay for a couple of days or whatever you can do. And I was thinking, it's a new year and I have absolutely no plans. So I said, oh, you know what? I'll come. I'll come for 10 days. And I flew to Buenos Aires. Um, How long had you been in tango, working on tango by this point? About four or five months. Yeah, four or five so months, okay. I was just a complete beginner. When I came to Buenos Aires, I was a complete beginner, but I had excellent experience with taxi dancers. Because mm -hmm. when I started to go to school to take classes, uh, uh, we came up to the teacher together with Marina and we said, you know, we went to Milonga a couple times and that's completely use useless experience for us because we just sit in the corner. Nobody's going to invite us. Nobody is. And even if somebody by mistake will invite you, they will see immediately <laughs> that you're complete beginner and you don't know what you're doing and then for the rest of the evening nobody will invite you and he said oh we have this system here i can make a couple phone calls and you if you're ready to pay somebody will come to me longer with you and dance with you and we said yeah so how was it uh organized did you book a particular time frame with taxi dancers or was it like tanda at one no, time at a time no they charged or? per hour and you had to make arrangements with them for how many hours you want to hire them. And uh, gotcha. so they've been, uh, so he, the teacher, it was interesting. He asked us, uh, so do you have any particular uh, like wishes or demands or no's or whatever? <laughs> you know, it was an interesting conversation. I want to be led into the biggest paleo. So, and you don't even understand what he is talking about, right? Because he's, he's so, you, yeah. you know, we looked at each other and we said, we have uh -huh. one particular um, request. They cannot be young. We don't want anybody who is younger than 30, 35, mm -hmm. 40. 40 is our good. Over 40 is good. <laughs> So we knew that. And why is because that? Because we already, uh, at that time, listen, I was like 48 years old. Marina is a little older. You understand that it looks kind of funny when you dance with a young. I have sons, you know, that age. So tango is very um, intimate and it's, it's, it's close embrace. You cannot run away from it. Uh, and it really, in this interaction with uh, men, all kinds of ideas and all kinds of emotions and feelings can occur or not occur, but they can occur and, and can happen. Am I using the right word? They can happen, right? And I don't want, for me, it's very uh, unnatural to give um, to give a chance to myself to experience that uh, with a very with a man who is much much younger than me put it this way so I'm mm -hmm. much more comfortable dancing with somebody who is closer to me in, in age group and um, I think it was a very right choice for us because he uh, actually probably looked through his database of available people at that time and uh, he mm -hmm. picked two guys for us that were perfect that's when i met daniel 
I met him at that time in Buenos Aires, and he is an excellent dancer. He is very uh, proper. He is very sen sensitive. Mm -hmm. He understands immediately, so he knew with whom he is dealing. And he, when he danced with me, I felt that I know how to dance. I was just this great dancer dancing my way away and yeah. I felt the music and I felt the partner and I thought stupidly at that time that I know how to follow him <laughs> which I which I didn't yes, yes, but he made yes. me feel that way so that was the great experience yeah. of taxi dancer for me for those who might not know Daniel Arias is a an avid tanguero in the in California on um in the LA area as well as Santa Barbara. Uh, and he has a very traditional Milanguero style, which I think what you're pointing to is this quality of dancing in such a way that you feel like you know what you're doing as a follower because they're so uh, accommodating in their style and they don't have a lot of ambition beyond staying with you and everything sort of caters to that and do you remember at that time how much it cost you to have an hour with a taxi dancer i would in say oh, it was comparison to now i think it was cheap i don't know i haven't been at buddha size for many years you know if i'm not mistaken it was like i would say 40 dollars 50 dollars 40 dollars an hour yeah Wow. I think so. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I think so. Now, one thing I'm curious is a lot of times when I when I speak to women who started tango later in life in their 40s, late 40s, 50s, 60s, many of them say how sad they are that they didn't start earlier, that they feel like they've missed out on something and they sort of lost the opportunity to soak up whatever it is that they imagine is available earlier uh, in life. Do you feel uh, that way? No, I don't feel that way. Uh, uh, everything is supposed to come to you at the time when you are ready to take it. And um, I believe that uh, tango came uh, into my life in, in that particular moment uh, because after a lot of turbulence, I came to the point when I learned i learned a couple things about myself and i was on my way on of uh, changing a lot of attitudes uh, that i had when i was younger um maybe um if we if we talk about physical abilities yeah if you start something when you're young you are much more pliable you can attain bigger goals you can reach uh, higher in in your level in your technicality but uh, I uh, was not going to be a professional dancer or performer so for me uh, what was important was that moment when I actually felt the like emotional and philosophical side of that dance so when I felt that uh, in order to receive pleasure, to get pleasure, to get joy, I have to actually listen to somebody else and do what somebody else wants me to do. That was the biggest thing <laughs> for me. <laughs> that tells me something about your character, I guess. Yeah, because, you know, I was younger, I was very, um, uh, um, I was stubborn and I was a very egocentric person and I was always persuaded. You know, I, we grew up atheists. We didn't believe in God. I still don't believe in God. And mm -hmm. I used to say when my children started to grow up and they've been asking me, mom, do you believe in God? I was always very um, adamantly. I was telling them, no, I don't believe in God. I believe in myself. And I was so mm. proud of that statement. Up until that time, up until 45 or 48, when exactly when tango came to my life, I was really proud. I was thinking that this is such a proud and um, uh, self-fulfilling thing to say. 
I don't believe, I, I only believe mm-hmm. in myself. I am my own God. I am my mm-hmm. own universe. Everything is going around me, 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 my, my. And so, uh, yeah, I was uh, putting all the responsibility on my own responsibilities of making decisions and being, uh, you know, <laughs> responsible for the results on my own shoulders. But at the same time, I was completely obliterating everybody who was around me. I didn't care what they want. It's important what I want, right? So when I emotionally came to the point that I started to realize it's not really working this way. I, it's not really how you can make yourself happy and fulfilled in life and have joy. Then tango came. And that was this moment of... So you were ready yeah, for it. Yeah, I was ready for it. I was ready to accept this point of view in life that, yeah, in order for you to... Uh, get a, get joy and be happy and uh, feel this moment of complete connection. You have to listen to another person. <laughs> so this makes me think that even if Tango, I mean, Tango was, I guess, introduced to you years before, you just, you weren't really ready to accept the fact that you have to be in communion with someone else in this way yeah. that you weren't ready yeah, for it. Yeah, I was not ready to have a partner in any sense of the word. You know what I mean? Uh, so when you're not yeah. ready to have yeah. a partner, when you're all on your own, even, the, even if you're married and have somebody, you're still, you're on your own. You're not ready to have a partner in your life, real partner. And tango is all about that. It's all about having a partner. And guess what? When I found Tango, I found my real partner. He came into my life. Yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned that because one thing that fascinated me about you was you telling me that you've been married four times. And I I have some curiosity (laughs) about that. One was that how did your last partner come into the picture? Because he's a tango dancer as well. So Tell, tell me a little uh, bit he, about how that um, happened. Uh, danced his whole life, and then he found tango a little earlier uh, than me. So um, he was dancing. He went uh, to all kinds of different events and milongas. And uh, at one of the milongas in um, Auckland, actually, it was, we went with my teacher, with Debbie. We came to that milonga. And oh boy, how many times I was disappointed because yeah, so that that's the moment before I, I regress. So when I came back from Buenos Aires and I went to my next private class with Debbie, she embraced me, she turned the music, she embraced me, she made like a couple steps it's, and she said, oh my God, here it is. And we both felt it. Here it is, you're <laughs> dancing. <laughs> so... See, it, wow. it combined all the classes that I took with her together with my trip and dancing with Daniel and taking classes. Multi-pronged so, exactly. approach. So it's all combined and then uh, I really felt, okay, I'm dancing. So we did um, another um, play with her. It was another performance that she created uh, based on a story that I told her about Buenos Aires, about how I found tango. So the idea was, it's not that you found tango, it's that tango found you, actually. And that's what you left mm-hmm. with. Um, and uh, so she wrote it, and I was the main character in this play. I was playing. And by the way, talking about your last banter about performing. So for me, yeah. it's completely opposite from what you feel. Like first, first time when I went to the um, stage and uh, it was 250 people in the audience and I went to the stage and you don't see people because the light goes into your face, right? And I felt like this 500 eyes are looking at you, right? And you feel this uh-huh. warmth, like the warm wave of energy is coming to you. And I got so excited. But that made me relaxed wow. on the contrary. So I, I realized wow. that, okay, I could be, could be in my other life, maybe in the future lives, I could be an actress because it relaxes me actually, this energy of people watching mm-hmm. me. And then I experienced it a couple of times because I 
uh, try. I tried other performances and participate. But okay, going back to my and so each time you had the same reaction. Yeah, I had the same reaction. I feel that it just sort yeah, of it's like warm connects you to yourself. Yeah, warm air wave comes to you, and I'm like oh, opening and. I, I want to fly. <laughs> so it's, I know completely different. See how each person individually reacts to this. Yeah. Uh, when, uh, anyways, going back to uh, my current uh, partner and husband now, uh, for 10 years already, time flies like crazy. So we met at the Milonga and he just invited me to dance. And, uh, you know, um, my first teacher, Debbie, she was always telling me that when I embrace a person, I know 50% of things about this person. <laughs> and, uh, and what did you know at so that time when, when you embraced, I embraced him? him? I think I knew like 75% maybe. <laughs> I just felt this is it. And then uh, we danced together and he, I don't know what he felt. I never asked him. But you know, man, they don't like to talk about it. He wouldn't banter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he um, went back. He told me that he lives in Santa Barbara. So he uh, went back to Santa Barbara. And I thought, uh, hmm, it's never going to happen. Uh, he was uh, married at that time. Uh, and I just said, yeah, it's just, it's not for me. I, I mean, it's nice. It's beautiful. And uh it could be, but it's not going to be. In tango world, it's perfect, but in real life, you see, it's so useful to find tango when you are older. Because from the very <laughs> beginning, you completely divide. I never mix it up. Also, one of your banters, you've been talking about it. I never mixed up tango world and my real life. And it's interesting now when I talk about it, I'm thinking, uh, but I met uh, my husband uh, dancing tango. Yes, I did. And it was nice and it all clicked together and it was beautiful to dance. But then after that, uh, that we met each other, we, tango helped us to find each other, right? Then we started to develop this relationship. And when we were developing it, it was so many different components that were getting together. And they all were supposed to be right. Because you can, you don't have time anymore to make mistakes. I mean, how many times you can get married, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I know what I'm learning. So, exactly. <laughs> so you cannot make mistakes anymore. So you have to be sure. Just and for me and for him, we had we had to. So we were actually uh, putting together all these uh, components of our personalities and in our life, uh, and thinking. So what if you take away the tango thing? Is it still gonna be something viable? Something that's gonna last a lifetime? Do we have this base if we take the tango away? And when we found out that yes. It's, it's real. It's something that can be... Tango is just a nice frosting. It's beautiful to have. It's, I mean, it's great, believe me. But if you take it away, we're still going to enjoy each other's company and be together. And uh, that's how we decided. And it, it didn't take us long. Like in probably, in, I don't know, in half a year, I think, we decided that we want to be together. And in one year, I moved to Santa Barbara. Wow. Now, has tango ever been a source of conflict or fighting between you two the way it so often is for couples in tango? Yes. To be honest, there is no fighting, uh, but there is frustration. The, uh, the longer we are in, uh, into our tango journey, uh, the more... Uh, opportunities we have to be frustrated with each other, <laughs> to put it this way. Uh, in um, Everybody is walking uh, their own pace, right, in life and in tango. 
And even if you are uh, beautifully matched together, uh, there are still points when you don't coincide. Also, in every given point of time, like today, I'm feeling all up and want to dance and my partner doesn't and then the, the other day it's vice versa. So you have to uh, compromise and you have to understand what's going on with another person. So it's again, it's all about connection. So if you have normal connection uh, in life, then it helps not, it helps to understand where your frustration is coming from and then deal with it. Uh, so in this 10 years that we've been together, we already learned what, what things we love. For example, we both love tango travel. We live for it, really. We work, 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 work because we want to make all this money because we want to do tango travel. What is tango travel? It's just we go to any country that we... Preferably, we always choose places where we haven't been together yet. And we go there. I see. And I love... Uh, I don't like nature, so I love big cities. So we usually go to big city. And there is a big tango community in big city. And we just go to Milonga every night to a different one. And if we stay there for a month, everybody knows you by that time. <laughs> or, with, or we travel to different little cities around if they have some events around this big city. And you learn about community, learn about people, you uh, learn uh, about this certain town or city from inside because you learn it from the, from the tango way, not like a tourist. And uh, this is beautiful. We both love it. Um, we both don't like festivals, marathons, um, encuentros, <laughs> because for us it's very superficial. We, uh, what we love about tango, now you see I started to talk to say we. Before I, before I, before I met <laughs> Ilya, I never said we. <laughs> I was only saying me. <laughs> so we went um, to many uh, places where uh, it was such a uh, such an adventure to find out about tango. It would never be same. Like before, we were both traveling. We were both traveling the world extensively. We've been to so many places, but it was completely different. So tango made it so much more uh, raw. It's like you go and you find out these little places and all these kind of different people because tango attracts weird people. <laughs> So that's yeah. right. That's and, right. And, yeah, and you never you know. know. It might be really great, or it might be really bad. Absolutely. And the thrill of that. This is this is the thing. <laughs> this is the adventure. That's why we don't like uh, the prearranged events, like mm -hmm. encuentros, for example, mm -hmm. uh, because it uh, for us tango should be like life. Uh, the, it's not fair. It's not fair. There is no fairness in tango. <laughs> it's that's it's, it's messy. messy. It's, it's messy. messy. And that's the beauty yeah. of it. And it's that's messy. the beauty of it. And that's why we love to come to Los Angeles, to all the milongers where we know people. And you never know how it's going to be. Yes, it can be great or it can be bad. And every time our experience is different between us and between other people at the milonga and all kinds of stuff that comes in life and it seeps through into tango as well. That's why going back to your question about if we have um, any fights. No, we took many classes. We went to Los Angeles for a month together. Los Angeles, we went to Buenos Aires for a month together and we went to um, DNI. So we've been taking classes every day, couple of them, and then going to Milongas at night. And uh, there were times then Ilya was saying like, I'm too old to take classes. You cannot teach me any. I cannot take classes anymore. I cannot do this anymore. I cannot. <laughs> and then I was saying, oh, really? I cannot learn that. I cannot wear heels all the time. And I cannot not sleep at night, every night in a row. I cannot do that. I cannot do this. So this, I cannot do goals probably as, as a 
uh, as a um, reflection of our inner uh, inner frustration that we feel about ourselves and that's the point where you have to understand okay this is something that i feel about myself so i shouldn't take it on my onto my partner because <laughs> it's not it's what i feel uh with my own abilities and disabilities uh, to do certain things uh that's yeah why. Mm -hmm. now being in a relationship within tango is its own challenge and when i have had experiences like that my part my current partner is also a dancer but when i was first in tango and i started tango in my 20s and my very first uh relationship in tango was extremely dramatic and full of fighting and conflict and the next relationship was too and one of the very common experiences was jealousy both jealousy for me uh you know seeing my partner dance with somebody and they're really enjoying it or hearing them come and, and say, oh my God, they're such a beautiful dancer. I love dancing with them. And me immediately like, oh, am, I, am I good enough? Or vice versa, them, them getting upset about me really enjoying dancing with someone. And I'm, I have a hunch that that's just something that's part of being young and, and being sort of immature emotionally. But I'm curious, having started Tango later in life, do you feel like that helped you sort of navigate around these emotions yeah, and definitely. you know have a different outcome definitely you are absolutely right yeah it's uh, it's a privilege of uh, younger people to feel jealous <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about privilege no, it's really, it puts a damper on things it, it does but also it makes you feel alive because all your adrenaline is going on <laughs> uh yeah Wow, that's an interesting way of putting it. I've never thought of it as feeling alive. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of it as like being trapped, you know, being trapped by your own um, insecurities, in, in inner, insecurities. Yeah, insecurities and your inner battles um, about your self-worth. And yeah, so uh, uh, yeah, you see, we have uh, also you have a privilege of uh, all this um, uh, physical abilities that you can master. Uh, much more in dance, in any dance form, in any physical activity than when you are older. But when you are older, you so uh, you have the privilege of being wiser, right? Luckily, both me and um, Ilya, we have um, uh, <laughs> we we have great sense of humor. So <laughs> we laugh at each other. We make fun of ourselves, and uh, it's uh, I don't know but i have a feeling that he is not feeling jealous when i am dancing with somebody and he sees me dancing and he sees that i'm having good time i have a feeling that he's actually happy for me he because mm -hmm. i am happy for him you know when i hear like here in santa barbara we have very small tango community and uh sometimes when we used to have before COVID, we used to have milongers uh, much more activity and we, we used to have house milongas and um, I uh, hear sometimes women are talking and they say oh it's so nice to dance with Ilya he feels like a Cadillac he's so so <laughs> I will always remember this comparison like a Cadillac you know so soft and so musical <laughs> and I was thinking oh should yeah he is a great dancer so I'm happy that this woman had this opportunity to experience uh, him, your Cadillac, my Cadillac. To take your yeah, Cadillac you can borrow for a test it. Drive. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so now you know how good I have it. <laughs> exactly. Be, be jealous of me, right? I'm not jealous of you or him. So it's it's um, it's nice in this in this particular point. It's nice to be older um, and uh, kind of take everything. Um, as it is, I know there are uh, people uh, in our age group that they can at the milonga, uh, like I know men, uh, like his uh, wife liked some particular dancer. So he went and secretly came up to that guy and said, you know, my wife, she loves how you dance. Can you please invite her? Wow. <laughs> yeah. See? What a nice thing to do. Yeah, because he wants her to be happy to enjoy 
the moments. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, this is your fourth time being married, and I'm curious what kept you going? Because I, in my mind, I feel like I would stop it too, because I'd be like, okay, it's not, it's not working. So what was it that kept you believing in the institution of marriage and wanting to get married after the, you know, first couple of times it didn't work out? out. Um, I think um, the, 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 um, most, I think it's many things, but uh, most uh, close to the full answer will be this um, idea that uh, I believed uh, that I am changing. I believe that I am growing. And uh, when I fully realized that I, became, I, I grew out of my characteristical things out of my attitudes towards life. I grew out of many bad habits. Um, then I believed that I could build them something real. Because to tell the truth, I never imagined that I would be alone. Um, maybe not married, but not alone, definitely. I, didn't, I never wanted to be alone. I know that there are people that feel okay and feel happy to be by themselves, not me. Uh, never was and uh, and so when I met Ilya I thought uh, yes this is it this is with whom I want to be and then my next stage was he said uh, do you want to get married and I said yes I want to get married because I feel like I can do it now I can it, it was mm -hmm. also like a self-assertion thing also I can show to myself, yeah, because before that I was completely disappointed in my abilities to create a family and to, to be married uh, because I never was able to listen to nobody and to compromise with anybody. And now I, I said, yeah, I want to get married because I feel that I can do it. I'm ready. Thanks to Tango. <laughs> yeah, it really sounds yeah. like Tango was the thing that also helped you have a relationship, a viable, functional relationship, exactly. which I think is it really showed me, yeah, interesting. It showed me that it's, it's, uh, I, it's possible for me in particular to have mm -hmm. it. And I keep growing. Now, never stops. you've been now dancing for 13 years and I am imagining that you've observed certain changes, both in how you relate to tango and in tango in general what would you say are some of the main differences between what your experience of tango was when you first started versus now? It, it, it definitely changed a lot. Uh, or maybe I am changing also <laughs> together with it. Uh, so um, in the beginning, I absolutely believed that the real, real tango is it between men who is leading and woman who is following. And this is where you see the essence. This is why it's so beautiful. Uh, with the years, I learned more and I'm watching more and I see that the whole scene is changing. I see that there are so many, tango evolves into so many different directions and forms that when I look at them, and I told you already that my eye is trained to see the beauty, <laughs> I look at them and I say, huh, this is beautiful. It's beautiful, maybe in the beginning, like my brain was kind of putting uh, a fight to that idea. It was telling me, no, it's not beautiful. It, it, it's wrong because the right thing is between man and woman and man is leading and woman is following. This is not right, this is not beautiful. But then my eye was telling me, the, the brain is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful form. It's a great professionalism. It's, it's big uh, workmanship, like master. The, it's, uh, masters are really doing that. So uh, it's, uh, you cannot just discount it. You cannot say this is something wrong. Look at the Makana brothers. When I saw them performing mm -hmm. first time, it was what, like seven, eight years ago or more, even in Tango Room, first time I saw them perform, I said, 
So how do you assess that? It's not, it's two mm-hmm. brothers, but it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And uh, so little by little, I guess the scene is changing and me, my brain, I'm working on it is changing and i don't think anymore like before i was saying oh a woman is dancing with a woman huh? reminds me war time you know uh, war- <laughs> when there were not enough men <laughs> exactly so no man you know everybody is fighting the war and women are dancing with women what is mm-hmm. it but now i look at it and i said hmm, it's actually it's valid form of enjoyment and expression yeah. and it's it's there and this is what tango is and we go to our tango travels and we see it all around the world it's everywhere yeah and um to connect to something you were saying earlier that to be able to enjoy and have pleasure and be in that state of mind where you can receive that to acknowledge that that's possible with a person who's the same gender, not opposite, that you can actually experience that. I do think that's sort of a, a little bit of a revolutionary thought because even in the last few years that I've observed more women leading, I think it's taken some time for women to realize that leading can be not just a way for them to keep dancing and if they're not getting enough dances, but it actually can be enjoyable and pleasurable in that way that we desire even though it's not like between men and women. women. Uh, I would love mm-hmm. uh, to live in the world where everything is defined as so. Like, this is male, this is female, they have roles, and we don't want to have any dubious ideas about it, and uh, this is how it is, uh, and we just take it. But who cares what I want, right? Uh, the world, <laughs> the world is uh, apparently different, and it gives us. And, and tango shows it, shows this, right? So um, I may not necessarily like this idea that uh, men became more feminine and women became more masculine, uh, but uh, I think that's what's happening because women take so many roles on themselves now, so men kind of have to move away and let them, let them do that. So, and it happens in tango, look at how many women are leading. And as you said, yeah, they don't get enough dances, they start leading and then they learn how to do it and then they realize, oh my God, I don't even uh, need to follow anymore to, to get joy out of that activity and to be happy because I now I am the one who generates ideas and I'm the one who makes plans. That's what happens in, in tango, right? Because if you are a leader, you are the one who is, who is making mm-hmm. a plan, what's going to happen. And uh, it's a very satisfying feeling. Uh, I, don't want, I don't think that for me, I want to go there. Because my idea, Why not? because my idea to be in tango is vice, uh, it's completely opposite. Uh, I was that my whole life. I am the one who generates mm-hmm. ideas and makes plans and fulfills them and have full responsibility for all that. Now I want to dance tango because I don't want to make plans. I want just somebody else makes them and I just follow and get pleasure out of it. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in the Cadillac and the exactly. back seat, enjoying the view. <laughs> exactly. I don't even want to know where we're going. I don't really. As long as the good music Absolutely. is playing. And... Absolutely. Surprise me. <laughs> so I am, um, but see, it's, that's why tango is so beautiful because it has space for everybody. You know, it has space for everybody. I have my ideas and my, uh, kind of, um, uh, desires and my why's why am I doing that uh, and I can find it there and then you can have something completely different opposite and you can find it there too and my idea when I want to learn how to lead is uh, because I want to be a better follower that's the main thing mm-hmm. not because I want to lead yeah so yes and I, I 
I do know that there's um, a lot of people think that way and there's a huge benefit um, to doing that. I guess in my experience though, with what happens when you mm -hmm. have that in, intention of becoming a better follower and you're working on leading, then who is to say that you're not going to suddenly experience this <laughs> moment of like, oh my God, there it is. There's that pleasure. There's that joy. Yeah. And it's sort of, um, you know, once you have it, then you have it. You can't un unexperience it, right. it. Just like, yeah, yeah. I completely yeah. agree with you. I'm kind of, uh, uh, yeah, but I'm so lazy. I, I'm not practicing. So I don't know how many uh, <laughs> years it, it will take me to even be able, you know, to do it in the Milonga. So it's, uh, um, it's very far future for me, uh, but maybe, and talking about ageism, going back to uh, one of your uh, banters uh, that I really enjoyed, uh, because you touching the points that are real and they are in life and they are in tango, and yes, there is ageism, and we cannot say, let's just stop it, and it's not going Mm -hmm. We cannot do it, not in life, not in tango. It's going to be there and I'm ready for it. And I already noticed that and I, I get much less dances and it's, it's there. But what can you do? This is, this is what is supposed, this is how it's supposed to be. It's, uh, it's not something that you have to fight against. You just have to accept it. What are your, I guess, what are your strategies for dealing with that? Um, oh, my reality? strategy is to hold on to Ilya. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, so whenever you're, you're saying that if you go and you're not getting the dances, you guys will just dance together yeah. and that yeah. will be sort yeah. of the yeah. experience. And, so you and, and, dance and, a lot uh, together. You know, at the, end, at the end of the night, uh, my best dances are with him anyways. So I, I, mm -hmm. I'm happy when we dance together. Yeah. And actually that was one of my other questions. Like, since you guys have been dancing together for such a long time, do you feel like your dance has changed since you first started? Like, yeah. Has it gotten deeper, better Definitely. or? Definitely. Uh, yeah. It's deeper. It's smoother. It's uh, kind of, yeah, it's this, um, uh, it's this feeling of, uh, knowing well, but also excitement, because you know well this machine, this Cadillac, right? But it, it takes you, <laughs> but it takes you to different locations all the time, because it's different music, different ronda, different atmosphere in the milonga. So everything is different all the time. And your feeling and whatever it is, it's all, all always not, uh, always something unexpected, always something, uh, out of the ordinary, but the, the machine is the same, the driver is the same, and that's why it's so smooth. So you go through all this excitement together, smoother and smoother, and uh, the feeling is, uh, I hope it's mutual, <laughs> and I hope, I hope it's, it's, a, it's a good feeling. I was thinking that a lot of the listeners of this podcast and a lot of the people who've been coming into my private group share with me that they are beginners, they're just starting tango. And many of them are starting in, you know, their later mm -hmm. years, the way you did. And as you shared, it's, it's tough at the beginning. It's a, it's a difficult journey. It doesn't necessarily pay off right up front. So I'm curious if you have, what would you say are your best, um, suggestions for those first, uh, first months of struggle and tango to to overcome that. Uh, I'm trying to remember what was holding me up because so many times, you know, I was driving from Berkeley say, or Oakland. I was driving to Marin County. There's a long bridge, this uh, Richmond bridge. And I was driving so frustrated from this Milongas being a beginner and uh, no partner and nobody wants to dance with you or whoever wants to dance with you, you don't want to dance with them. <laughs> regular stuff, right? Typical, typical, night typical night longer, night yes. I was driving through this bridge and thinking, and I was looking at my shoes and I was thinking, I'm just going to open the window. I'm just going to toss those shoes from the window into the bay and forget about it forever. <laughs> <laughs> and then I kept coming back. So why was I coming back? 
I don't know. It's, it's such an individual journey. And um, if you like uh, this feeling that you can express something out of your physical being with the music and other person, if you like this feeling, you will keep coming back. So if you can catch at least one moment like that during those frustrating milongas when you are just a beginner and nobody wants you and uh, uh, or you somebody invites you and you dance and it's a horrible experience like the worst stunt of your life i had many of those <laughs> so uh, you you just forget about it and you you keep concentrating on the ones that oh but i felt that i felt that that moment remember that moment maybe i will feel it again <laughs> and that's what kind mm -hmm. of brings you back and this search for this i don't know magic magic of tango yeah i i really love um this sentiment that you're sharing which could be a start of another banter altogether just the idea of this question of why do we ultimately dance or why do we want to dance and at the core of it is that we have something to express creatively we want that channel that's why people get into any sort of creative activity in the first place it's not to perfect a technique or or you know be known as a tango dancer or a ballet dancer it has to be driven by this desire of like okay i want to express something creatively and this is an opportunity for me to do that absolutely um, so absolutely. i really you put it yeah yeah i yeah, appreciate you, you sharing in that the, in the right way yeah it's something out of yourself it uh, doesn't depend on anybody that suddenly you cre you are a creator suddenly you become yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and you know something i've noticed with my own dance and i'm curious if if you've noticed that that before when i was first dancing uh, it seemed like I was chasing after the perfect tanda to experience the fulfillment of expression. Like it had to be a good dancer, it had to be good music, and there was all these uh, conditions, all these conditions that had to be in place. But now I feel more and more that I can get that expression with a lot less, like a lot less requirements. Exactly. You know, the music might not be perfect. I might not be dancing with the most mm -hmm. advanced dancer, but somehow there's an economy of means or, or some sort of a pathway that I found like, oh, I, I can still connect to that expression. Do you, do you uh, feel that yes, way? Yes, the more experienced I am dancing, uh, the uh, more often I find myself in this moment. And it's amazing uh, that uh, how sometimes very little things uh, like mm -hmm. create this uh, create this magical minute or two, or it, and it comes from unexpected places, uh, and that's why you think, okay, that's why I'm doing that. Uh, but it comes with experience, so the only thing I can I can tell is, yeah keep dancing the longer you dance the more chances you have that you will you will mm -hmm. experience that that you will have it um, you know also what tango is teaching you it's teaching you acceptance uh, I told you how I I feel mm -hmm. that I'm becoming different uh, that uh, I I don't have this black and white anymore I have a lot of gray areas now because I become more and more accepting. Like in the beginning, when I started my journey, uh, it was even revolting. It was, I couldn't make myself uh, actually embrace these strangers with my whole heart. Uh, why? Hmm. I don't know these people. Why should I come so close to them and embrace them actually and let them embrace me? 13 years hmm. later, it's so easy for me. After thousands and thousands of embraces, it's so easy and I do it with my whole heart. Even if dance is gonna be bad and it's not, the moment is not gonna happen. The embrace itself is already good. I embrace this person, he embraces me and this is a nice, nice thing to do. Just on human level. And that's, that's what yeah. tango does to you, I think. It, it teaches you to 
accept people with all their quirks. <laughs> yeah, and also accepting your own unenjoyment of it, perhaps, that if you're, you know, like in my episode about the worst right. Honda, it's like when the worst Honda is happening, you can just accept that it's happening and not feel like something is wrong with the world for you right. experiencing something yeah. bad. And I, you know, what you just said, I, it kind of brings to mind that that mindset of black and white that you were experiencing early on, it seemed like believing that there is a right and a wrong black and white gives you a certain level of safety because when you have definition, you, you feel safe, whether you're in this side or that side. But when you start being more like uh, accepting mm -hmm. the gray, you know, you lose the safety of the definitions. And it seems like the safety has to come from trusting and, and being vulnerable, perhaps, and, and accepting that you don't know everything and that things are not what they seem or they might change. And it's a much more, um, in my experience, and I'm curious if, if that's how you feel, but in my experience, it feels like a, a much less secure place because, you know, the ground is shifting. It might be shifting consistently for the rest of your life, but it also is the thing that kind of makes you feel alive because you're not settled because things can change. And so there's this like thrill, but also maybe a little bit of fear, like, okay, what's going to come next? Like, is it going to change? Um, that's how I sort of think about it. Um, I'm wondering if that's similar for you. Uh, yeah, that um, uh, you know, our children are our best teachers uh, because when they grow up and become adults, uh, they live in completely different life, they're different generation, and they have completely different mindsets. So they start teaching you. And if you're not capable to accept this teaching, to accept that they become wise, <laughs> uh, then you uh, uh, you become stagnant, you, you become old, really. And uh, if you are capable of accepting that the, everything is shifting, nothing is for sure, um, all the borders are kind of mixed up and swept away, and now, yeah, it's very vulnerable position because now you don't know what is right and what is wrong, but uh, you also feel that, but it gives you an opportunity to stay young because you still have ways to grow. Life can still surprise you and you can surprise yourself. Like I surprise myself dancing tango, really. It's a big surprise for me. <laughs> no, still, I'm telling you the truth. I never thought that I'm gonna be dancing anything. Live alone, love to perform, I'm actually going to participate in Jack and Jill also. So we may dance together. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I, gosh. This is my, oh my, gosh, this is my so second time. Yeah. I did it last time. And oh, yeah. I'm going to do it this time too. So. Well, you're going to see me sweating <laughs> bullets and shaking because that is not my cup of tea. And I'm just doing it for the purpose of, you know, pushing to myself the, into an unfamiliar territory <laughs> to keep myself young. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for being on the show, for contributing your ideas and being so open about your experience. And I hope we will banter again uh, in the future on other topics that will come up, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you.